go to Taste of Asia. Geeks! 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 Okay. Welcome to Geeks. This is uh, the number one entertainment podcast recorded here in Venice, Los Angeles. I am your host, Alexander Chard, and today, joining me, the honorable leader of the Chisai Usagi clan, Tanro Ishida. Hello, hello, hello. Tanro, how are you? I'm good, thank you. We've just come back from Colorado. Um, still jet lagged from the uh, one hour time difference. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. I can tell. Yeah, so you have been in Colorado. Adrian and I spoke about it briefly. Oh, you did? When yes. we did the podcast last week, because we described, we described the beast that is Tessellate. We described Al as being the head of this beast. You were the right <laughs> arm. Nate was the left arm. Okay. Currently, Adrian and I are the nether regions. All right. Uh, but we said that the beast itself is non-gender specific. And we don't have legs. Well, we do have legs. Okay. But, right. you know. Um, the beast. So yeah. I know. Geeks. Beast. Yeah. yeah. Geeks beast. Um, so, Tanro. Yes. Uh, as some of our listeners may know, you guys are out there scouting for starfish. Yes, and you can find out more about it on our starfish diary, of mm -hmm. which we recorded last night. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, and so that will be, be up, soon. up when? I think it's already up, or it will be tonight. Okay, Yeah. awesome. So it was a productive trip? It was a very productive trip. Uh, yeah, we had our guest, we call him Gift now, uh, from Spain, about the bananas. Uh, Banana. <laughs> <laughs> Not bananas. Ab Alberto Bananas is yes. the uh, <laughs> director uh, of photography. Director of photography. Uh, we were. Uh, he was with us uh, in the trip to Colorado, and uh, yeah, it was really productive. Awesome. And uh, you can hear more about him and uh, him talking about DPing in the uh, diary. He he's in the video yeah, diary because he was quite diary. reluctant to begin with, wasn't he? Well, he is in now. Yep. <laughs> yes, well, Tamara, it's good to see you again. Good to see Obviously, you. it's been a while. Um, although this uh, podcast isn't being filmed, it is the first podcast that um, has an exclusively Asian flavor. Is it 49th? Oh, actually, good. Thank you for reminding me. This, if my calculations serve me correctly, if that's dun, the right dun, phrase, dun. this is episode 50. <laughs> What a letdown. <laughs> Just the two of us. This should be this should be a celebratory episode with the whole gang, with Al leading the podcast, uh, with a crazy quiz that he set up. Uh, all of the contributors on here, Nate, Adrian, Justin, um, you know, Katie, Bethany, Achara, yeah. everyone. That's what this episode should be. And instead, what you're getting is... Taste of Asia. Yeah. A bit of Southeast Asia and... And East Asia. Yep. Uh, flavors. <laughs> so what I want to do is... A bit soy saucy, isn't it? A bit, yeah. <laughs> bit salty and yeah. sour. A bit soy. And spicy. spicy. Definitely spicy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hot. Tanro adds the kind of delicate flavors, whereas me, being Indonesian, I add yeah, a bit more of a... Spice. Spice. Hotness. Yeah. Hotness. Thank yeah. you. Um, so yeah, thank you for reminding me that it is the 50th episode, but <laughs> in light of it just being you and I... Um, We'll play that down a little bit. I mean, we may have to do like a special one at some point. Yeah, there will be a special one to celebrate reaching uh, this this milestone and beyond. And if you've been listening to us from the beginning, thank you. Well, yeah. there was an idea of the 50th being just Al talking to himself in a car. Mm. So compared to that, maybe this is a bit more interesting. But or is it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Time will tell. <laughs> Time will tell. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we yeah. we amuse each other. We're very good at talking and drinking, which is what we're doing right now. Exactly. So we've, we've just never recorded it. Is it? It, it is recording. It is oh, recording. Look, oh. Your volume is super loud. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, um, so we'll have to fix that. Back a little bit. Yeah, mine's soft again, like I'm in a box. Anyway. All right. This week's news, Tanro, mm -hmm. in a little segment we like to call... Nate's blowdown. Blowdown. So, starting with the game news, uh, I've got a fair bit to get through today, and I will just say, uh, going into the game news and the movie news, um, this week, the Star Wars celebration conference thing 
uh, happened in London oh. over the weekend. So uh, Lucas Films and Star Wars, the franchise, and Disney have come out with a whole heap of new and exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and being a massive Star Wars nerd, that's what we'll mainly be talking about. Ah, <laughs> and there was a release of the video two days ago. Don't oh spoil God. it, Tamu. It's coming up in the news. All right. Okay. But first, we're going to start with the game Rogue news. Rogue 2. No, Rogue 1. <laughs> Rogue 2. <laughs> you are Rogue 2. Yeah, you are Rogue 2. No, I'm Rogue Juan. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we're starting with the game yes, news first. So, number one. Uh, the Xbox One S, which is the new console... Uh, will be available from August 2nd, uh, it's been confirmed. Microsoft announced the Xbox One S at E3 this year, um, and they heavily touted a $300 price point and an August release date. Now, as it so turns out, they've only released the most expensive version first, which is $400, and it's two terabytes. Um, and the release dates for the one terabyte and 5,500 gigabyte models are listed by Microsoft as December 2016. Um, so, Tanra, if you don't know what the Xbox One S is, it is 40% smaller than the current Xbox. So, it's like a slim 40%. version. 40%? Yep. Wow. Uh, it comes so, with does the, the S stand for small or smart? Slim, I would slim? think. Slim? Yeah. Sly? Sly. Could yeah. be the Xbox yeah. One Sly. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh yeah, and it comes with internal power supply uh, compared to the external power supply, like the existing model. And it also has high dynamic range, HDR, which offers richer, more luminous colors, Microsoft said. Um, Do you feel like eating it, Alex? Well, I'm rubbing my belly. Rubbing your well, belly as you talk about the... Uh, I just had some Xbox of this wonderful OS. sweet potato pie that Tanro got, <laughs> and it's delicious that it's making me rub my belly. Oh. Um, yeah, additionally, the Xbox One S will also come with an updated w- Xbox One controller that features a new textured grip, better wireless and Bluetooth support. Um, yeah, and in addition to this slimmed-down system, Microsoft is releasing a new, more powerful Xbox device, Project Scorpio, um, sometime next year. Mm. Um, all we know so far is that Microsoft has referred to the system as the most powerful console ever made. Because Scorpios are powerful like I am. Tanro, you're Japanese. Do you find you have an allegiance to Sony rather than Microsoft? Uh, no comment. No comment. Very good. Number two. But there's also Nintendo coming up. There is. Yes. I don't have that in the news, but actually this next point does mention Nintendo. Uh, number two is about Pokemon Go. Now, oh, we spoke about this last week. So much happening. Yeah, we spoke about the cultural phenomenon that is Pokemon Go. Uh, it was already bigger than nearly every social media app. Um, had a crazy amount of daily uh, users. We uh, were walking in Colorado and there was a c- cafe that says, we have Pokemons here. Oh my God. Yeah, well, I was uh, I was in Echo Park with Bethany over the weekend. We were just having a coffee, sitting under a tree, people watching. Yep. And the strange thing that I noticed was there were two guys fishing in the lake thing in Echo Park. Actual fishing. Yeah. And then everyone else, hundreds, <laughs> Pokemon Go, walking back and forth in groups, stopping in the same place, then walking away. Wow. Well, I also it's found bizarre. this it's video weird. That, that says Pokemon Drone. It's a little drone that goes to find your Pokemon. What it does, it, it flies. Yeah, it flies. This is getting too much. Too much. Too much. Just uh, you know, it's just another thing to keep uh, keep our heads in our phones. But the news that I've got about this. So last week, I I spoke about uh, Nintendo, who who didn't make the game. They they basically have a small investment in the company Based that in San did. Francisco? Um, yes, they own a piece of the Pokemon company, mm-hmm. but they're not the developers. It was developed by Niantic Labs, which is a Google spin-off. Uh, yep. yep, so San Francisco. Uh, so I reported last week that as a consequence, Nintendo's shares went up by 25%, um, which was like a record for them in a mm-hmm. single day. So since that, since last week, this is what has happened with Nintendo. Uh According to a report from Bloomberg, Nintendo broke a Tokyo stock market record on Friday when the company traded 476 billion yen, or in dollars, 4.5 billion dollars worth of shares. 
Um, according to Bloomberg, Nintendo was the most traded company by value of shares this century in Japan on Friday. Hey. <laughs> so Nintendo shares have surged more than... So last week it was 25%. Now they have surged more than 86% since Pokemon Go came out, adding $17 billion to the company's market value. So they are all going to be wow. getting some nice bonuses mm-hmm. at the end of the year, I think. Um, so the Google spin-off Niantic Labs developed Pokemon Go, which I already said in collaboration with the Pokemon company, which Nintendo owns a part of, um, which can explain the dramatic rise in their share price. Now the game, last week when we reported about it, sorry, I just perped, uh, has was only released in the US, but now it has released uh, in major markets, US, UK, Canada, and Australia. However, in Japan... It hasn't been released yet because Niantic Labs um, basically up until maybe now haven't had the servers to support it. Well, also, uh, it has been a big thing in the last year or two how dangerous it is to walk with your smartphone. Yeah. And uh, they have been doing big, big campaigns about that. In Japan. Especially in Tokyo, like big city, walking with your smartphone is can be really dangerous so yep. there has been a huge campaigns but now there's pokemon go so how are they gonna sort of go around it yeah i mean it, you the stories alongside obviously the amount of users but i feel that i'm seeing certainly on the news certainly on facebook day after day stories about people that are either having accidents mm-hmm. or being ambushed by like yes. thieves and muggers or finding and a dead body Finding a dead body, exactly. Yeah. Um, but also, there has been good stories of like, it's very good for people who's got depression or people yep. who don't usually go out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, as everything else, it has both pros and cons. Absolutely. I mean, the thing that it kind of amazed me um, when we were looking and sort of watching people in the park was the fact that despite it being a thing that is just for your phone and for the individual... People were going out and doing it in groups yeah. together, which was really kind of cool. I also read about this uh, weird story that um, so the P- Pokemon Go is not released in South Korea yet, but there's this little town um, about one and a half away from Seoul um, where you can play Pokemon Go because uh, in their system it is part of the North Korea. Right. And apparently in North Korea, you can play Pokemon because they have no, fun, no filtration or right system so that it's active. Interesting. Interesting, isn't it? And whereas in South Korea, I didn't know about this, that there is no Google Street View or there is no traffic jam info in South Korea because the, uh, the map is considered to be quite, um, it's a state secret in South Korea. In South Korea, not yeah. North Korea. Not North Korea, South Korea. That is an interesting fact, Tanro. Um, just before you started that story, I thought of another Pokemon Go story while we're sharing. This one has nothing to do with uh, state secrets or internet blocking. But again, more people in the park. There was this one couple walking around and Bethany and I were like, thought the girl looked strange. And then we realized she had all this like dental gauze in oh. her mouth as if she had just had her wisdom teeth taken out. Oh, wow. She looked like she was still in a drugged up days, but she was committed to the Pokemon wow. cause. Now she's the type of girl that probably would have fallen in the lake and drowned. Well, <laughs> Cause she was, she was, uh, she was under the influence also, but she, she was probably the kind of girl who w- wouldn't go out because of the way she looks at that time. But I don't know. Is it a good thing that she's going out? No, maybe not. I mean, if, you've just, if just you've just had your, if, if yeah. did some teeth pulled out, you should probably be yeah, at probably home resting. Stay. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, and her, like the, the pads in her mouth were just coming out oh, and wow. there was they were bloody and she was just like, mm. talking to her boyfriend. It was quite funny. Anyway, moving on. So that's yes. Pokemon Go. That I think is going to be around for a Do you while. Do want to try swapping the microphone, Alex? Wow, you're, uh, yeah. you are really loud. Uh, I'm not supposed to be. I'm, I'm not let me shopping. let me turn you down. Keep talking. Tanner. All right, all right. So um, another story about Pokemon Go. When it was released, uh, we happened to be in Las Vegas. I was walking down the streets of Las Vegas uh, at like past midnight. Um, I saw this guy who's dressed just like one of those characters wearing the hat and stuff. Um, 
I didn't realize that that was the date that Pokemon Go was released. So it looks like uh, there's a weird guy who's holding a phone and uh, talking to himself dressed in a Pokemon <laughs> costume. Oh, that's it. That's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a weirdo. I'm not going to have a piece of cake right now because I'm going to move on to the next bit of the news. Number three, uh, actor Gary Busey is Hitman's next elusive target. This is true. He came to the he comes to the game as a result of an online campaign called Choose Your Hit, where fans could vote for either Gary Busey or Gary Cole. Busey won, and as a result, he's arriving in Hitman as the elusive target for seven days, beginning on July 21st, so the end of this week. Uh, Busey will be located in the Sapienza location, by far the best episode uh, in that game. Uh, so you'll need to own that DLC to try to kill Busey within the allocated 168 hours. So there you go, a celebrity been morphed into a game where you kill them mm. dark wow number four <laughs> rise of the tomb raider which was an xbox one exclusive is finally getting a ps4 release according to the italian GameSpot website uh they've listed it as coming out on october 10th and is priced at 60 dollars us or 60 us dollars i mean i don't hmm. have to say us dollars 60 dollars uh the franchise is is celebrating its 20th anniversary this year. 20th? Yeah, Lara Croft hasn't aged a day. Wow. Still. So she must be like 40-something if she was... If, if they had... <laughs> yeah, if they, if they had uh, gone in, yeah. Yeah. If they had aged her. That'd yeah. be kind of cool. Yeah, cool. Can be a mother. Would you be the dad? I mean, would you be her partner, not, not her dad? <laughs> um no actually no it's gonna be a bit too wild i think too wild you heard it here from tanro <laughs> moving on number five uh so from five onwards i am going to shift now into some star wars game news did you guys talk about the uh small nintendo super famicom coming up actually i was going to add that but i don't think i did yeah so yeah that um, sounds exciting yeah, so this week Nintendo announced that they're releasing a uh, Nintendo game system, mm-hmm. which essentially you plug into your TV via it's HDMI. It's a console, right? Yeah. It's a it's a mini console with thirty inbuilt games, mm-hmm. uh, such as Pac Man classic games, because it's the next system. So it's uh, you've got Donkey Kong, Pac Man, Super Mario oh, Brothers, Kong. one, two, and three. Nice. Um, Kirby's Adventures, uh-huh. I think, and and yeah. There's 30 games built in. You can't add any games. Or, or take away or any games. take away any games. Maybe you you, can't, you plug it in um, via your HDMI mm-hmm. uh, cable into your TV. Um, it comes with a controller, one controller. You can buy an, an, an extra one. And all it looks cool as well. Like Yeah, it looks cool. It has cool. a nice look to it. And um, it's just really good timing after Pokemon Go and to yeah. release this news. It's like they know what they're doing. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's... Aesthetically looks like the original Nintendo, but, but smaller. Slimmer. S. S or slime. Ness. S. S. <laughs> Moving on to Mo- S Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> so, we had a bunch of uh, news that came out over the weekend at the Star Wars celebration in London. Um, Tanro Ishida. Yes. Ishida. Weird. My mic is just not cooperating today. Do you want to try swapping it? No, it's okay. No. Okay. I'll just change the volume later. Or people can just imagine me in a box. Alex doesn't like using my stuff. <laughs> I just don't like putting my lips on his mic. Ooh. Uh, so, first bit of uh, Star Wars game news. Rogue One is going to have a... Um, there'll be a Battlefront DLC Walla for Rogue, Rogue One. Um, it will be the fourth and final DLC planned for the game and will take place on the recently announced Planet of Scarif. That's the tropical one um, that you can see in the trailers for Rogue One. Uh, the new playable hero and villain will be Jin Erso, who is Felicity Jones's character, and director Orson Krennic, played by the wonderful Australian actor Ben Mendelsohn. Uh, there's no further details on that, but that's exciting. Rogue One. Um, also... In a kind of cool uh, bit of news, Lucasfilm is working on a Darth Vader VR experience. Ooh. Um, this project is a collaboration between Lucasfilm's um, 
Entertainment Division, ILM uh, times LAB, and Hollywood writer David Goya. Now, David Goya, some of you may know because uh, he worked on the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy, as well as Man of Steel, and he was a co-writer on Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Uh, he came out and said, When we looked at all the characters, places, and worlds in the Star Wars universe available to us, we asked ourselves, what haven't we seen before? Who are we curious about? Goya said during a celebration panel. Um, Darth Vader is the perfect ambassador to usher us in to the Star Wars VR universe. Um, so this Darth Vader VR project is going to represent an entirely new and original story inside the Star Wars universe. That is exciting. Um, and Lucasfilm creative director Pablo Hidalgo said that this story will be canon, although there are no plot details at the moment. Um, Goyo went on to say that in this VR experience, they're not calling it a game, it's an experience, oh. uh, you are the visitor in this story that is happening in and around you. Um, and to a certain extent, you might even have some effect on the narrative. You can pick up things, you can open things, you can push but things, you can game. walk, you can touch characters. The experience, it's being called that as opposed to a game, takes place in a persistent world that features day-night cycles, changing weather conditions, and that's it. That's all we know so far. No other details. I really want day. that VR console to be shaped like the, the Vader, Vader mask. mask. That, that would, would be, be so cool. That would it? be really cool. Yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> Actually, that's funny you say it because when I first saw the headline, Darth Vader VR experience, uh -huh. that's... I did, okay, I didn't picture it being... Um, you have a VR style Vader yeah. mask, but I, uh, I mean, you cannot really see yourself, so it's kind of pointless, but yeah, yeah. just for the fun of it. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. However, I think I get the feeling that it's, oh yeah, you're a visitor in the story. So you're not Darth Vader. Oh, no. Oh, that's a shame. But I guess he is the main element of mm. that experience. Um, finally, another bit of game. Wait, news. so that, does that mean that I'm not the, uh, un oh no. Anakin. You're not Anakin. Wait, that was a spoiler alert. Sorry. I think at this stage everyone knows Anakin Are you is sure? Darth Vader. I mean, you know. Okay, I, spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Anakin, Anakin Skywalker is, is the Darth, Darth, Vader. Darth Vader. So wait, that means Darth Vader is Luke's dad. No. Shit. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, okay. Amy yeah. Henning, or Hennig who is the writer of the first three Uncharted games and who is currently creative director on EA and Visceral on an EA and Visceral Games Star Wars title has discussed her process for creating a brand new story set in the beloved sci-fi universe. So this is a really exciting piece of news for me because uh, I really, really love the Uncharted games. Um, Al and I have Uncharted. been... Uncharted. Uncharted, yeah. Uh, Al and I have been planning or have been planning for a while, but we haven't got around to it yet, on doing a special podcast on the Uncharted series. Now, we have the creative writer and developer of those games working on a Star Wars game. So mm. for me, that's just like, okay, this could be awesome. Um, so at the Star Wars celebration, Hennig was there and she explained the process that she has to develop games such as Uncharted and how she's bringing her experience with that game um, and develop a Naughty Dog to Lucasfilms and EA. So she just mentioned that, um, you know, she's deconstructing the movies and understanding how they can be adapted into the video game. Um, she said the reason why we're collaborating with Lucasfilm so closely is we're writing an original, again, original Star Wars story with new characters, locations, tech, creatures, you name it. All of it has to sit authentically alongside the stuff people know. Um, the process that I've been using is similar to what I did with Uncharted. Um, if you're trying to recreate that classic, um, in Uncharted's case, pulp action adventure experience, you need to deconstruct the films so you know how to reconstruct them in an interactive context as gameplay. So that sounds really awesome. It, it does, sounds like yeah. a really intelligent uh, approach that I have my fingers crossed is going to give gamers a real genuine experience mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. um, like being in a Star Wars film, which I think she goes on to say. Um um, so she says it means getting the tone right. It's what my writing partner Todd Stashwick calls breezy urgency. It's the idea that there's a sort of swashbuckling charm to the thing, exactly like Uncharted. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, there's humor and buoyancy, but at the same time, there's stakes and jeopardy. Nice. Um, she also went on to say, I'll just go one more little bit here, that, that the first thing that jumped out 
uh, with Star Wars was that they're always ensemble stories. Uh, people would say there's other characters in something like Indiana Jones, but they're side characters. In Star Wars, they're co-protagonists. So if you think about mm-hmm. the original trilogy, it's as much as Leia's, Han's, and Vader's story as it is Luke's. And BB Jones. <laughs> what? Jar Jar. Jar Jar. What did you what say? Why did I say BB? BB-8? BB-8, yeah, I got it mixed up. BB Binks. They all, they're both orange, kind of. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, so now she's also saying, think about Rogue One, it's the same thing, and it's the same thing that's true of their game. Nice. So part of the uh, deconstruction is to figure out how we enable that in the story and honor it in the gameplay. Kind of sounds like that. So it, it, it's going to be, th- there's going to be more than one player. Yeah, it sounds like it. Or you're going to be you controlling. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll either, I guess, be you're collaborating in a multiplayer kind of setting, mm-hmm. um, or you're, you're acting as... Different uh, characters. Characters. Uh, well, actually, she goes on to say here, it's not a lone wolf story because oh, that's on not. Star Wars. Your characters mm-hmm. have to be a coordinated ensemble acting in the moment and in parallel. Mm. If you think about the film and the Death Star, they only escape because everybody does their part in parallel. Freaking exciting. I really love the idea of this. Sounds good. Uh, the game is rumored to be an open world game in third person. However, that is not yet confirmed. Mm-hmm. But watch this space. This is planned for release in 2018. So we've still got a while 2018. yet. 2018. So, yeah. Wow. So keep your eyes open. Maybe expect something at E3 next year. Um, and just to wrap up the games news and all this delicious, juicy Star Wars news, EA Star Wars also has a few more games in development. Oh, wow. Um, with DICE, they're collaborating with Motive on the new Star Wars Battlefront game coming wow. in 2017. That's all I know. Uh, with Respawn, they're developing a third-person action-adventure game with no set release date. Uh, with Visceral, which is the one we're just talking about, uh, an action game coming out in 2018. Bioware is continuing to develop the MMO Star Wars The Old Republic. Capital Games is continuing development on Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Um, and Criterion is assisting with development on an unspecified Star Wars project. So, But they're not the new VR because that's not a game. That's an experience. That's an experience. That's an experience. So lots of exciting gaming and experience Star Wars news. Um, There's going to be a theme park too, right? Uh, so yeah, Disney yeah. World uh, Los Angeles here is opening a Star Wars section. Are you going to go? I think so. On I the think, fast I day? think they're recreating the Millennium Falcon. So oh, wow. we'll be going. You can be my Chewie. No, that's not the right noise. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> anyway... Uh, well, we could go to Hawaii Tokyo. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, I didn't, do want to go to Tokyo. What's <laughs> Chewbacca called in Tokyo? Chewbacca. What about Luke Skywalker? Luke Skywalker. Darth Vader? Darth Vader. Um, Princess Leia? Leia Hime. Han Solo? Han Solo. R2-D2? R2-D2. This could go on forever. It's wonderful. I will keep asking you throughout the podcast. R2-D2. R2-D2. So that's, uh, that's the game news. Sorry that it was a bit Star Wars overloaded. But if you're not sick of Star Wars yet, then I'm going to give you some movie news with lots of Star Wars as well. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star exactly. Wars. Um, and also, if, if you do want to check out uh, any of this stuff in greater detail about the Star Wars celebrations, you can go on to their YouTube page or Star Wars website. And they've got a bunch of videos, um, a bunch of the press conferences from, from the weekend mm-hmm. that you can see. Um, so, Star Wars uh, Celebrations movie news now. Um, number one, the young Han Solo has been cast Ooh. for the uh, 2018 as yet untitled young Han Solo movie, which in previous podcasts I have been very strongly against. Mm-hmm. I still don't know how I feel about it. I think I'm still sitting on the... Well, no, I'm definitely sitting on the side of they shouldn't have touched this character Leave it be. But however, they have cast someone, um, an actor I do admire, Alden uh, Ehrenreich. I think is how you pronounce his last name. You'd know him from Blue Jasmine uh, or most recently Hail Caesar. Mm. So it was announced at the celebration weekend uh, that the audition process for this iconic role took six months with every finalist screen tested in the Millennium Falcon while Ehrenreich also tested with the soon-to-be smuggler other half Chewbacca. Oh, wow. uh, he was quoted as saying, I've never screen tested with a Wookiee. It was amazing. <laughs> Bet it fucking was. I'm so jealous. So jealous. Um, it's going to be released in May, 20, uh, May 26, 2018. 
It's directed by Chris Miller and Phil Lord, based on a script by Lawrence uh, and John Kasdan. Lawrence Kasdan obviously wrote uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, um, as well as Force Awakens. So, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Could be exciting. Could be good. I mean, we will still go see it, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah. Look, yeah. I, I was having this sort of conversation with someone today where talking about some of the things we don't like about the new or the direction star wars is going in since mm-hmm. disney took over the new one yeah however in saying that i'm always going to be happy seeing a star wars yeah. film so it doesn't matter and like it sounds like the han solo project is going a little bit back in time yeah yeah so, so it's going to be set uh yeah before and after before rogue one i guess no it would, be, it would be before rogue one before rogue one yeah, because uh, yeah, by by Rogue oh, yeah, One, Rogue One yeah. is set just before A New Hope, which was the first Star Wars film, um, and by that stage, Han Solo and Chewbacca were already established. That is true. Um, smugglers, hmm. and he already had a bounty on him, mm-hmm, Jabba mm-hmm. the Hutt. Uh, oh, oh. So, Rogue One, there's some news about that. A bunch of stuff on Rogue One came out. Again, go online if you, you want to get greater detail. Um, lots of characters, um, character names. We know Ben, uh, ben, ben, ben Mendelssohn's character is now, we know his name, director Orson Krennic. They also released a two-minute, two-and-a-half-minute sizzle reel. It was quite long, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. really long of lots of... Um, behind-the-scenes footage and, mm, and interviews interviews and, and uh, new characters and all that. And they also released a new poster um, showing the battle on the new world with the Death Star looming in the background. All, all really, really cool stuff. Um, again, you can see a big press conference on Rogue One with Gareth Edwards and the cast um, on the Star Wars YouTube page. That video, is, it looked like what they were sort of focusing on was the fact that they weren't using many green screens yeah. and uh, it was all as real as possible. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think Felicity Jones even mentions that at one point where yeah. she's like, it was unpredictable because it was all real. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah that's a really yeah. good, interesting point, Tamara. Um Which is exciting, which is how, you know, Filmmaking should be, I think. Yeah. It should be practical. Yeah. Um, as much as possible. As much as possible. You know, we should you know, be trying to do that, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I think, again, this is a big, this is a big conversation for another time, but, you know, that was part of the problem with the prequels, I think, um, was that it was just so heavy CGI green mm-hmm. screen stuff that it lost, like, it loses life. It loses yeah, soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I guess it's it was also the time it was really sort of, popular to yeah. do it and people are kind of excited about the new mm-hmm. tech technology and skills that can be used in filmmaking but now you know there's a balance we've learned it. yeah 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 and i think there's a there's a balance and also i guess cgi has reached a much better level as well where yeah it, definitely it blends i mean much better most of the time we don't even realize mm-hmm. that it's cgi for sure when it's done well yeah i agree when it's done well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, so some star um, Rogue One news that I do want to talk about that came out today uh, was Lucasfilm head Kathleen Kennedy has come out and said that she doesn't think the iconic Star Wars opening crawl mm-hmm. will be in Rogue One. Um, mm. um, yeah, she said. You're you know, speechless. Yeah, I know. She's like, you know, we're in. The, so she said she doesn't think the crawl will be featured in the films outside of the sequel trilogy. She said, you know, we're in the midst of talking about it, but I don't think these films will have an opening crawl. But it does in a computer game. Right? That was going to be so, my point. Yeah. In in everything, in everything, games, spin-off yeah. shows. Yeah. Um, whether it's uh, Star Wars Rebels, uh-huh. Clone Wars, yeah, nearly every game. Yeah. There's always the iconic yeah, crawl. Of course. Um, um, and <laughs> director Gareth Edwards sort of came out in a bit more cryptic sort of way. He said, I think basically there's a lot of things that I probably can't talk about, obviously. Obviously. Uh, it's probably the safest way to answer that. <laughs> so he said, the idea is this film is supposed to be different than the saga films. Get that. I understand. Mm-hmm. The whole crawl of it all. It's funny people are fascinated on that. That's all he said. 
I mean, to be fair, I guess what that does is to give the background story. Yeah. But since the Rogue One is supposed to be like the before that happened, there is no backstory to be learned. Yeah, I yes, I can see, I can understand that point, but for me, it's also just a stylistic aesthetic choice that fits into the universe of that work. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That it's yeah. part of the bigger picture, though the the expanded universe. But um, Alex, it's a rogue. It's not the only one. Okay. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. So that was that's uh, all the news I've got on Rogue One for you. Uh, moving on, I've got some uh, news on Episode Eight as well. Um, director Ryan Johnson revealed the next chapter in the Star Wars film saga will begin right where Episode Seven left off. So, Which is? spoiler alerts if you haven't seen The Force Awakens, um, which is, so yeah, don't listen to this next for the next five minutes. Um, five minutes? <laughs> next, two, <laughs> next two minutes. Uh, so, Force Awakens, I don't know if you remember, Tamro, ends with Rey yep. climbing the mountain, handing Luke. It's an island, isn't it? Yeah, yeah Rocky yeah, Island, yeah. handing Luke his lightsaber back, mm-hmm. or Anakin's lightsaber. And him looking at her with that strange eyes yeah curiosity and surprise and, uh, and hunger I hunger think. yeah <laughs> it's like it's lunchtime <laughs> <laughs> have you brought my sandwich yeah exactly <laughs> i ordered it two hours ago <laughs> <laughs> um, extra sauce yeah i like them saucy <laughs> um, oh no yeah so yeah unlike any of the other star wars films um in 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 the saga, mm-hmm. any of the sequels, they generally happen within, like, they take place a year or two after. Yeah, or often, like, another, not often, like, definitely somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, right? some, some, yeah. somewhere else ahead in time. Yeah. So this is the first time that it'll be taking Continuous. place immediately after. Linear. Yeah. Um, and then... Just after. And then... Carrying on. Right after. <laughs> yeah. um, but apparently the word has come out through a sort of slip of the tongue by Carrie Fisher at this conference was that the funeral of Han Solo uh, happened somewhere in between the two films. Oh. Um, so we won't see any kind of funeral or tribute to Han in the next film. So that is all my Star Wars news. I'm now going to move on to other movie news, um, but keep it in the sci-fi universe. Um just to repeat again, if you do want to find out more stuff about Star Wars and the Star Wars Celebration, uh, go online. You can watch all the conferences. It's interesting. Uh, Mark Hamill has a one-hour conference. which is cool. oh, really? I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so moving on to another big sci-fi franchise, Star Trek. Um, so it's been announced literally days before the release of Star Trek Beyond. Uh, it's announced uh, by Paramount that there's going to be a sequel. So this film hasn't even come out and they've already announced a sequel um, that will see the return of a character who first appeared in the 2009 reboot. And that is um, Kirk's father, who was played by Chris Hemsworth. Oh, yeah. Uh, So he will be returning. Um, No director has been announced yet, but J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay are on board to write the script. And Bad Robots, Lindsay Webber and J.J. Abrams, who helmed... 2009 Star Trek and the follow-up Star Trek Into Darkness will produce the film. Uh, Pine will star in the film again as James Kirk and the rest of the main cast is expected to return, though no other names have been announced. Uh, There's been no release date, obviously, for this next film because the next one is just about to come out. Um, But this will actually... This is the fourth... It'll be the fourth in this reboot, Mm -hmm. but it will actually be the 14th theatrical film in the franchise's history. Wow. Tamara, are you a Trekkie? Do you like Star Trek? I do, actually. Yeah, yeah. The the movies or the TV series? Or um, what's your experience? I think I prefer the movies because uh, I just kind of got stuck with the TV series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, there's also a- another news. You know, we have talked about uh, Star Wars news. Then we moved on to Star Trek news. And uh, there's Starfish news as well. Starfish news. Isn't there? That uh, the, our... Main actress, the lead, has been cast. Woo, woo, woo! Congratulations. Yep. We cannot. Obviously, we can't say, <laughs> we can't say much. 
more, but yes, it's being confirmed. That is excellent news. Yes. That is very, very good so news. Three very good star-related news. Well, I have, I have more Star Trek news as well, oh, so I kind of have to <laughs> take, take that back down. Um, but no, that is very yep. exciting news. So yeah, I'm sure more of that will uh, be revealed in, in due time yes, and will indeed. be discussed obviously in the Starfish Diaries mm-hmm. um, so yeah moving on talking about Star Trek TV series uh, personally I used to watch The Next Generation a fair bit um, with my mum she was a big Star Trek fan oh uh, is she? yeah yeah she, ah. she really liked I, I don't know if she watched the original obviously that was before my time but I used to watch Next Generation with her and then she started watching Deep Space Nine as well if you had to choose 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 between CSI or the uh, Star Trek? If she had to choose yeah. between those, oh, that's a tough question. Oh, really? Yeah, ah. you'd, you'd have to ask her that. I, okay, I, I, I will. Know. That is a really hard question. Um, so actually, there's going to be a new Star Trek TV series, uh, which is being produced by CBS. Um, it'll be available uh, on Netflix in 188 countries. However, excluding the United States and Canada, because it'll be on their network TV channels. Ah. Um, but it'll be... On within 24 hours of the US premiere, Netflix, it'll be on Netflix around the mm. world. Uh, the streaming giant also announced that all 727 episodes of Star Trek's television library, so from the original series, Next Generation, and Deep Space Nine, will all be available worldwide on Netflix before the end of 2016. How long is that going to be, I guess? God, imagine watching all of that. Yeah. That is insane. Wow. Um, so on this recent series, not much has been released yet about what it's about, where it's set, blah, blah, blah. Other than it's will be the seventh series set in Gene Roddenberry's universe. It'll be the first Star Trek series on television since 2005. So that's it. Cool. Last piece of news. One last bit of news. Um, so last week was the release of Ghostbusters. Yes. And you went to see it? I went and saw it. Because you were very... Ec- Excited about it? Uh, no, I was kind of, I was very unsure and not very optimistic about it. Okay. Uh, the trailer was very, very bad. Mm-hmm. My, we've said, we talked about this a few times on the podcast, uh, had many kind of, not heated exchanges, but you know, everyone had their kind of feel. Differences. Yeah. Differences. Mm-hmm. Uh, my feeling based on what I saw in the trailers was that uh, personally I liked the the cast mm-hmm. um, I like the director Paul Feig mm-hmm. um, I like the cast I like their background of work especially Bridesmaids mm-hmm. however I felt from the trailer that this was in no way doing their skills and talents mm-hmm. these four actresses any justice I thought it was mm. a bit stupid and mm-hmm. um so but I went in Wait, with it, but I went but I went yeah but I went in with an open mind um. First thing I will say is that it's not a sequel to the first two Ghostbusters films. So it's completely separate. It's story. completely separate. Okay. It's I guess it's a reboot slash remake, mm-hmm. which wasn't clear because in that first trailer, the first trailer opens with 30 years ago, four scientists save New York. Mm, true. So the lines, that was a big mistake. So the lines were always blurred. Now, this is my feeling on the film. I'm... Um, I, I went in with an open mind and I came out thinking, okay, I definitely have to separate the two, like not attach it to the original Ghostbusters at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm honest, I, I really enjoyed it. I no, thought it you? started oh. off, the f- well, the first half was really strong. The, mm-hmm. the, the ensemble cast have a really great chemistry mm-hmm. and energy. Um, and, and that energy and momentum, like it just really carries you for the first oh, half of the good. film. However, it just loses a bit of steam um, for like the final third, the final act, which is a bit disappointing. Was there much sort of nostalgic moments? Yeah, there were, there were you know, there were moments that play, paid sort of homage to the original. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily in the best way. My mm-hmm. main concern was like, okay, like Force Awakens, for example, which hit every single beat of A New Hope. That it was almost the exact same film. Some people found it too much. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, is it going to go that far? Mm-hmm. And it kind of, for me, doesn't go that far. Okay. It still, it still yeah. plays some similar beats and some similar kind of setups, but 
it, it, it holds back a little bit. Is it bit. kind of like the A-Team new film? Yeah, you know? I, yeah, I would say so. that was kind of, re- kind of re- remake, but it wasn't in the same universe. And, yeah, you know. a bit like that. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, I'm not going to say much more about it. I encourage people to go and see yes. it. Um, the trailer certainly didn't do it any justice. Whoever made that trailer, I hope, is in a lot of trouble. Wow. Um, but you know, if you like Paul Feig's work, if you like these actresses, and and mm-hmm. again, there was the whole issue about female cast doesn't change anything. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a race thing as well. Yeah, there's that, and yeah. that I can kind of understand because it's sort of playing slightly the oh, stereotype, mm. uh, and and the characters are can at times be a bit sort of cartoonish. You're talking about the. Uh White marshmallow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, the white marshmallow, man. Yeah, racist. Because they didn't pick the pink marshmallow, yeah, man. God. Uh, What's wrong with the pink? I know, exactly. Um, but it's very, it's a very kind of contemporary US American comedy mm-hmm. in that vein yeah, of Bridesmaids yeah. and those kind of films. Mm-hmm. So if you like that style, yes, you'll enjoy this film. If did you, you see the photo of the campaign they did in London? Oh, with uh, the Marshmallow Man coming out uh, of... the Waterloo Station, yeah. which is one of the biggest stations in London. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's quite amazing that they put on that effort, that much effort yeah. into it. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, that did look awesome. Yeah. Um, so a bit of news coming out with Ghostbusters is that uh, the president of Worldwide Distribution at Sony, Rory Brewer, told The Wrap on Sunday, and this is despite... It's had mixed reviews, the film, and it had a decent opening. It didn't set the world alight. It's just all been very decent. Mm. It might pick up because the reviews are favorable, but either way, it hasn't been great. It hasn't been bad. But President of Sony has come out and said that the Ghostbusters world is alive and well, and I expect Ghostbusters to become an important brand and franchise. While nothing has been officially announced yet, there's no doubt in my mind it will happen. And this is what he was when he was discussing a potential sequel. Mm. Um, now, Ghostbusters, and we'll get into box office later, didn't topple, didn't top the weekend box office this week. Um, uh, but it is the highest grossing live action comedy in over a year. Mm-hmm. So whether it has the power to pick up its numbers and then get a huge uh, worldwide gross, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I mean, it Go is a... It. Bit of a strange timing for the release, isn't it? Is there some kind of a relevance to the fact that it was released in July kind of season? Well, I think it's, you know, it's it's that whole summer blockbuster mm, thing. Because, mm. um, like, they could have gone down the route of Halloween season and, you know, yep. just yeah, fun I could see horror, that. you know, that, but they didn't. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. But go go out and see it. Okay. It's uh yes. yeah, I do recommend it. Go and see mm-hmm. it. It does have some 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 real laughs. Yes, it's never going to be the original um for many reasons. I don't think it quite carries the same amount of charm or or intellect, especially the the smartness of its comedy. Mm-hmm. But as a contemporary kind of comedy piece, it's yeah, it has some, right. it has some moments. So, Sounds Tanro, good. thank yes. you for being so patient, but that was this week's News. Wow. Moving on. Mostly Star Wars related. Mostly Star Wars related. Look. Wonder who picked them. Look, if I'm hosting this week and I have free reign to choose the news, (laughs) there's always going to be Star Wars. So, Tanro. Yes. Yes, Alex. I'm going to move on to a segment. Yes, Alex. That uh, has a special name. Uh Aha. I don't know why I did that. Uh Aha. 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 So there was a time when I wanted to visit you in Tokyo. Yes. Unlike every day in my life, I didn't quite have the funds to do it. Mm-hmm. So I was in the shower. Yes. Soaping my body. Yeah. With like a body wash. Oh, okay. Um, shampooing my hair. Okay. I was just covered in... Where is it going? Covered in soap suds. Yeah. And I was thinking, man, I'd love to see Tanro right now. But then I was like, don't have the funds. So I just looked up and screamed, Chris Pratt, can you give me some money? Can you give me some money? You all know what that means. This week's movie and game releases. So, Tanro, coming out this week, I've already talked about one of them. 
so our movies for Friday, 22nd of July. Mm-hmm. The biggest one this week is, is Star Trek Beyond. Uh, Beyond what? Just Beyond. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, this is directed by Justin Lin, who's directed a number of the Fast and Furious movies. Uh, written by Simon Pegg and uh, Doug uh, Jung or Jung. Um, yeah. So this is about the USS Enterprise crew explores the furthest reaches of uncharted space. Where Do you think it's going to be comedy based? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. Like, it's like Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> or just like space. That'd be great. Uh, where they encounter a new ruthless enemy who puts them and everything the Federation stands for to the test. So, yeah. Oh, interesting. Star Trek. That's the big one. Yeah. Have you seen any of the new yeah. Star Trek films? Yeah, yeah. I haven't I have. seen any of them. No. I haven't seen Really? Not even the last one? Well, oh. That, the last one I really liked. That was the Into Darkness, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch. Very sort of, like, they hit the sweet spot of being they really hit his dark. Cumberbatch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sure. Moving on. <laughs> uh, also going out. Now, I don't know what number of film this is in this franchise. But it's, it feels like there's one every year. Oh, Ice Age Collision Course. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Uh, in this one, Manny, Diego, and Sid join up with Buck to fend off a meteor strike that would destroy the world. Um, um. Yeah, I don't know um, at what point the creators of this are going to confront the very real issue um, of their extinction. Wait, 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 wait. From hunting and climate change. Before that, that they talk. <laughs> that's a good point. Come on, that, that's got to be more Are real. Are you saying a woolly mammoth doesn't talk? What? They do? <laughs> oh, my God. Mammoth means big mouth. Ah. Or no, it just means my mouth. My uh. mouth. Wool in my mouth. <laughs> wool and wool in my mouth. That's why it sounds... Okay, that was really freezing it. kind of joke. <laughs> okay. Also coming out uh, this Friday is Absolutely Fabulous, the movie. Oh, uh, fabulous. Ab Fab, the British uh, sitcom uh, with Jennifer Saunders and Joanna Lumley. It's written by Jennifer Saunders and directed by Mandy Fletcher. Uh, in this one, the two, uh, their two characters, Eddie and, Pats, Eddie and Patsy, uh, <laughs> after attracting both media and police attention for accidentally knocking Kate Moss into the Thames, <laughs> they hide out in the south of France. <laughs> I saw the trailer and it just looks crazy. Um, However, crazier, though, south of France is a little bit of a taboo kind of location right now. Yeah, that's last true week. because of what happened. So, I don't know. Yeah. I'm um, guessing they're not going to Nice because they can't, you know. They'll be a bit too close. You know, it yeah. m- it m- I don't know if they specified or not in the trailer. I can't remember. Mm. But that's a good point. I yeah. didn't think of that. Yes, that is a sensitive issue. Um, and lastly, coming out, and this is actually one I'm quite excited about. Um, it's Lights Out, um, which is a horror film uh, directed by David F. Sandberg based on a short film by David F. Sandberg. Now, if you haven't seen the short film, go on to YouTube and type mm. out Lights Out Short. Um now, this film, oh, I wish I was here to share the exact details, but I think Lights Out, the short, won a competition for short horror films and then was developed into a uh, feature. Um, and the trailer for the feature, I find just as terrifying as the short itself. Um, Tanro, I could show you the short after we're finished, but you are currently home alone, so yeah, I don't I'd know if you'd appreciate not it. See yeah. That. So maybe tomorrow yeah. before you get on the plane. During the trip, Al showed me It Follows. <laughs> <laughs> Although it wasn't that scary, kind of like it's not something you want to see in mountains. Yeah, you know, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So our Lights Out is um, when her little brother Martin experiences the same events that once tested her sanity, Rebecca works to unlock the truth behind the terror, which brings her face to face with an entity that has an attachment to their mother, Sophie. Um, stars Teresa Palmer and Maria Bello. So oh, Maria Bello. So that's uh, that's exciting. Out of those four, Tanro, what do you think you'll go see? Maria Bello. Okay, I like her. Lights out then. So you're gonna go see the horror film? No, <laughs> wait, no. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn it. 
Yeah, too late. Too late, you've said it. Um, also coming out, uh, game releases for July 19th. So if you're listening to this on the day that it's released, you can get these games right now. Um, I don't know any of them. So I'm just going to say them in Tamara, if anything pops up for you that you think you might know. Can you say it in one sentence? Like one breath? Okay, game releases for July 19th. 10 Second Ninja X, Xbox One, PS4, Vita, PC, Ark Survival of the Fittest on PS4, Hunter's Legacy on PC, I Am am Setsuna on PS4, Kill Strain on PS4, Lifeless Planet on PS4, and Neverwinter. Those titles all kind of sound negative. Are they negative sort of words? 10 Second Ninja X, Ark Survival of the Fittest, Hunter's Legacy, I am Setsuna, Kill Strain. I think it's the end ones. Kill Strain, Lifeless Planet, and, and Never, never Winter. Yeah, never yeah, winter. yeah, true. Um, so, everyone, that is our game releases for this week. And Thank movie you, releases. Alex. You are welcome. I am now going to quickly move on uh, to this weekend that's just passed box office takings. Um, now, I think last week I predicted... That Ghostbusters would take top spot, uh, Secret Life of Pets would drop to second, mm-hmm. and um, and Tarzan would be three. However, if I rem- remember correctly from early on, I went into the IMDb. I don't think that's the correct answer. I don't think it is either. So I'm going to start from twenty and work our way down. At number twenty is Captain Fantastic, Fantastic, uh, which is the Viggo Mortensen film, which jumped from thirty-four. To 20. That's a really good jump. Yeah. Wow. So it's climbing. Um, next up is Our Fantastic. Kind of Traitor. Um, at 18, Cafe Society, the Woody Allen film. Uh, at 17, Free State of Jones. 16, The Jungle Book, which is now amassed, I think, domestically. I don't know if that's domestic or worldwide. 360 million. Is Jungle Book different from Tarzan? It is, yeah. Okay. Jungle Book is the... Is it originally a completely different story? I think so. Yeah. I'm w- getting really mixed up. Yeah, and Jungle Book's in India. Tarzan's in Africa. Oh, that's very different. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, at 15, Hunt for the Wilder People. 14, Now You See Me 2. 13, The Conjuring 2. At 12, Sultan. At 11, The Shallows. Now our top 10. Mm. Uh, coming in at 10, Independence Day, Resurgence. Resurgence. Coming in at number 9, a film that I still really want to see, The BFG. Uh, at eight, the infiltrator. Seven, Chris Rock. Ah, uh, Chris Rock, The Rock, and <laughs> Kevin Hart. Central Intelligence. At six, The Purge. Election Year. Five, Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Four, Finding Dory. And here's the top three, Tanro. Uh-huh. So I said Ghostbusters, Secret Life of Pets, and Tarzan. That was my guess. However, yep, I get the first one right. Tarzan came yep. in at number three. Uh. At number two. Grossing $46 million, uh-huh. uh this past weekend was Ghostbusters. Oh. Yeah. And that had a budget of $144 million, So it's got a long way to go to make up those numbers. And coming in at number one is The Secret Life of Pets with a weekend gross of $50 million. Wow. So that has done all right. Yeah, that's doing well. Um, so, so Tanro, coming yeah. in uh, for, for next week... You've heard our next bunch of films. What so is your flavor? I'm thinking from what I heard just now, you talking about the Ghostbusters, about the fact that the, tr- the trailer didn't do much justice. I'm guessing that it might pick up its pace because people will start talking about it and say it's actually really good. You should yep. probably go see it like you did just now. So I'd say that can go to the number one maybe right that's bold yeah but i think it's possible because yeah that trailer it really wasn't really good and yeah so i think it's possible you know if what you're saying is true well it could go up i, I did i did also i did also sort of add the caveat that if you are a fan of bridesmaids and paul fig and those actresses then you will like it yeah so it depends if yeah. those people come out um 
So you're saying Ghostbusters is going to take number one. I think that's possible. What about any of this week's releases? Star Trek? No. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, that's Star Trek. I think that Star Trek could take the two. Okay, so you're going Ghostbusters one. Yeah. Star Trek two. Beyond. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the third place has to be the Ice Age. What about Secret Life of Pets? That's currently at number one. You're going to say Ice Age is going to take it. <laughs> no, no, I think that's it's bold, but it is. Uh, it's it's school's on break at the moment. I mean, it's that's it's a sequel. Yeah, you know, and kids. I think it will do well. Kids are on vacation. Exactly. Okay, Tamro. Very bold. Yep. What am I going to do? I am going to say. Oh, it's a tough one this week. Mm. The Ice Age uh, thing is a real tricky one. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Secret Life of Pets is going to hold on to number one. Oh, right. Star Trek is going to be number two. Okay. Ice Age will be number three. Really? Yep. Ghostbusters is going to drop to four and Tarzan will be below that. Well, okay. Yeah, fair enough. So we were in this old cinema in Colorado. And uh, because the cinema is one of our locations, and uh, we were talking to the people who work there. And one of the girls who work there really wanted to sort of... She had to go out to check out the poster to work out the spelling for Tarzan. Wait, sorry, what? So like she she had to write something down yeah and she didn't know how to spell Tarzan right so she had to go outside check the poster check the poster to know how the Tarzan should be spelled and she was like it's T A R Tarzan it's Tarzan you know it's Tarzan <laughs> Tarzan yeah Tarzan I said oh my god <laughs> and what's Tarzan in Japanese Tanro Tarzan Jungle no Oja Tarzan Say that again. Jungle no Oja Tarzan. What's the first bit you said? The king of jungle. Jungle no no Oja. Oja is king. Uh huh. Jungle no Oja Tarzan. Oh, I spat everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's what you should have said to her. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Too late now. Well, that wraps up our box office news, our releases. Mm hmm. Tanro, Tarzan, Tarzan, <laughs> Star Wars, Star Trek, Ghostbusters, Starfish, Starfish. Tanro, I think you and I have done it. Great. We have got through the podcast. Mm -hmm. Podcast number. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's go get some noodles. <laughs> <laughs> let's some get dumplings. some dumplings and uh, some fried rice, <laughs> Asian style. So, uh, before we wrap, I just want to thank you for listening today. Thank you. Uh, Tanro, thank you for being here. Thank no, you for joining thank in. You. Uh, it's always a pleasure to sit and chat with you and enjoy a nice drink. Mm -hmm -hmm. Um, yeah, if you want to follow us, please uh, subscribe on iTunes. You can find us if you type in We Are Tessellate we Geeks. Are tessellate. Uh, that's two S's, two L's. You can also go and into two YouTube. E's for geeks. Yeah, too easy for geeks. Yep. You can also go into YouTube and same thing, type in We Are Tessellate uh, Geeks, find uh, our page there um, where you can see a bunch of stuff. You can see some podcasts we've recorded. You can see the Starfish Diaries, which uh, go up every second Monday, I think, mm -hmm. um, and follow the progress of Tessellate's first feature film. Um, the latest one has been special because we had five people. There you go. It's not just... The beautiful Nathan Hertz and the beautiful Al White. You get a whole selection of people, including Tanro himself. Uh -huh. The leader of the Honorable Chisai Usagi clan. Um, yeah. Uh, if you want to get in touch with Tanro and send him a message or ask him silly questions. I'm on Twitter and Instagram uh, and uh, Tanro Ishida, which is T-A-N-R-O-H-I-S-H-I-D-A. There you go. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as well at Alexander Chard, A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R-C-H-A-R-D. And if you are Japanese reader or can type in Japanese, I'm also doing a blog 
fucking under Ameba blog. There you go. So yeah, check out Tenro's blog if you can read Japanese. Um, yeah, so please subscribe. We love to have more uh, people listening to us and share with your friends or whatever. If not, send us a question. Send us things you want us to talk about. Send us your thoughts on recent movies. If you don't agree with any of the shit we're talking about, tell us and we'll talk about it. If you think it. we're talking about Star Wars far too much, <laughs> tell yeah. us. Tell us, whatever you like. We are always uh, keen to hear from from people. So, yeah. Hope you've had a good evening. Hope you've enjoyed listening to us speak. The Asians. The Asians are out. Out. Geeks. 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 <laughs>